Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Johnny Bananas, and I'm going to be covering a brand new season of the Challenge USA on CBS that, of course, I will be completely dominating on my podcast, Death Taxes and Bananas, on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. Head over to that feed and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners. Senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport. And, of course, the super producer here at the Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. First of all, a belated... Happy birthday to our very own Brian Hollywood Waters. Brian, Hollywood. Brian, we have, happy we birthday, have, Waters. Yeah, happy birthday, Waters. <laughs> we, we have two questions for you. Uh-huh. How was your birthday? And, uh, and you were on site at SummerSlam in Detroit. How was it all? Oh, man. Uh, you know, this 37 might be the greatest year already. Uh, I have to say. Uh, there know, we go. I thought the second half of 36 was phenomenal. But uh, I've always, SummerSlam has always been kind of like around my birthday, but it's always like a few weeks after. But since they wanted yeah. to kind of bump it up a few weeks, it, it just all happened to fall right in place. So uh, SummerSlam was phenomenal. It was great to be there. I know I still acknowledge my tribal chief, and I was happy to be <laughs> right there for yet another victory under his belt. You know, it's two SummerSlams, two WrestleManias, even the Survivor Series over Big E. And Royal Rumble when he put down Kevin Owens. So, you know, it's been Damn. a fun ride with the Tribal Chief. We eating real good. And, um, you know, speaking of eating <laughs> real good, uh, b- the birthday was great. Um, you know, chilled out in uh, New York City. Uh, even do- <laughs> did the Mass Man show uh, that morning. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Dave and Kaz who kicked off with the cold open question of the week, uh, per se. Uh, so, that was fun. And then, you know, was treated to a lovely steak lunch yesterday. By someone hey. special. Ooh, so steak lunch. Let's go. <laughs> That's what's up. Good to a hear. steak lunch is a strong move. Mm-hmm. I gotta hey. say, like to continue the rest of your day after a steak lunch, it's it's <laughs> heavy. But also, 
it's an amazing move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Facts. Roman Reigns type move. Well, Roman yeah. Reigns would have a steak lunch. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're the tribal chief, you might as well. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's the head of the table. Uh, also, happy 24th, 24th year anniversary to Chris Jericho debuting in WWE. That's uh, one of the most memorable, if not the most memorable debut in pro wrestling history. Uh, what wh- what do you remember about this? And and, and I say this to both of you. Like, what do you remember most about it? And is there a debut that kind of tops that for you guys? God, I feel like that may be the biggest debut. Like in in, ter- That's in what terms I thought. of yeah. you you know that something this is leading towards something and something's gonna happen and then they deliver and it's it's like the person that they deliver at the time that they then put the rocket on immediately like you know I I don't I don't know if I've seen one big one debut bigger than that. I, I racked my brain. I looked it up, and it's 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 the one that they always circulate. I mean, Chris Jericho anyway always brings it back on the anniversary. And you're like that was a big deal. I, mean, I remember being a kid and watching it live, and yeah. thinking like, "There's there's just something about this uh, that that feels massive." And I wasn't a huge Chris Jericho guy right. uh, at that time. Obviously, it was all in on the Rock, and that's who he debuted with mm-hmm. in that promo. But there's just something about it that's just always stuck. And in, even in that moment, as a kid, you could just feel. There was something about it that that was going to make it special, and it, and it was. It was just freaking incredible. Yeah, um, you know, I go back to 1999. I remember being in. Did I go to eighth grade? And they was talking about Y2K, and I just remember yeah. those countdowns. And when it happened, I was. I remember thinking, like, wait a minute, we're not close to the year 2000. How did all of a sudden <laughs> right. like that timer <laughs> jumped? And maybe it was always set, but I, of course, I just assumed. Countdown to the Millennium was until December 31st. So right. when it was like, you know, Y2J, and I'm like, wow, you know, this is before Dirt Sheets. This was when we still had like a lot of our wrestling innocence. So that's what right. made it fun. Yeah. Especially, I used to watch WCW Heavy, and I just, I always rooted against Jericho because he was like the bad guy. Um, yeah. His match with Conan at Starcade 98 is like one of my favorites of that card. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, now he's over here. So now I'm going to boo him over here. So overall, I think it's definitely like one of the best debuts. And it definitely paid off in the long run when you think about what he would go on to do as far as uh, his WWE career alone. And that would set him up to be one of the best professional wrestlers of all time. Of all time, which is, you know, that might have been a wild thing to say, you know, a couple of years ago, but... Man, it's it's coming to fruition now. Like when it's all said and done, Chris no, Jericho yeah. is going to be he, one of the he, one of the goats. His name's sure. definitely up there. His name's definitely up there. Absolutely. Well, let's kick things off the right way now with some high spot headlines. You know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling, and whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let it fly. First up, Roman Reigns' title reign will apparently end when, quote, he and Paul Heyman say so. Uh, And the other part of this is that they want to put someone over in, quote, a big way. Uh, I'll toss it over to Brian first since you were were there for, you know, the the Jimmy Uso betrayal slash Roman Reigns keeping this thing going. Um, 
what was the feeling in the building of oh Re- reigns is really keeping this title i mean i don't think anyone was that surprised that he retained but you know there's some there's and there's always online discourse about this with you know is reigns is, is the bloodline storyline getting stale is reigns has he been the champion too long and now we have this coming out what, what was the feeling kind of live there in detroit uh, the feeling was really just like, okay, what's next? Especially with Jimmy doing what he did. A lot of people was like disappointed. Uh, it, it just took everybody back to stand stuff. Like they would never do that to their brother or their sister. Even back, mm-hmm. they would never do that to their twin. So when he did it, it kind of shifted from, oh, Roman's still champion to Jimmy, what did you just do? Now you got to get yours. Mm. And, and, yeah. and that was kind of like the feeling throughout the rest of the night. It it almost like because it, like you said, everybody kind of knew Roman would hold on to this. It wasn't like WrestleMania where some people were booing and some people were happy. Uh, it was like a sigh of relief. Uh, shout to Cornell Gunther. Uh, I was with him uh, when we were standing oh, yeah. as this was happening, and it was kind of like, yes, the Tribal Chief is still champion. But what <laughs> in the world did Jimmy Uso? just right. do. And we couldn't really see like Roman's facial reaction where I would see later like wait he it didn't look like a plan. So it's right. like uh-oh. <laughs> you know, uh but I it was definitely um the people were definitely shocked and is everything is like I think Jimmy became more hated than Roman was for those that hated Interesting. him in, in SoFi Stadium. I love it. That's that's interesting. Cal, I mean, again, the other part of this headline quotes that they want to put someone over in a big way. Yeah. Who do you think that they're targeting or that they're <laughs> circling for this? I I, that's like, that, that's a big thing to say, right? It's just, you know, we'll, we'll keep these titles, but we'll, we, the person we're going to give it to is going to be the next one. I want to say this, though. I, don't quote me on the date, cause, but it's, Roman said this a while ago. Mm-hmm. The, the, he's, I, I remember a podcast he did a while ago. And he said, I'm going to stay on top of this mat until somebody's big enough to knock me off of it. I don't know who that person's going to be. I know that after the Cody Rhodes-Brock Lesnar match, there's been a lot of conversation about how how great Cody looks right now. You know, yep. he, he took, Brock held up his arm. Booker T was giving him praise. If Cody wasn't the guy for WrestleMania 39, he may be the guy for WrestleMania 40 and their story built. He's building, they could build more story if they want to. I, the problem is I don't think there are a lot of options that would be ready to be arrested. It's Cody and it's Bobby Lashley. That's it. Oh, really? No, 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 no solo on your list. No solo Sokoa. It may, it may be too soon. And, and, and God, we—I mean, we can revisit this conversation at a certain point. But I, we're, we're post SummerSlam, payback's coming up, so I got an idea where what payback is going to be looking like for the Bloodline. Yeah. Survivor Series is right around the corner, and and I'm not trying to do like you know, you know, people of color warring against each other and everything. But Bobby Lashley looks like he's building a squad, and what that squad can That's do. Right is protect him when 
a, a, a Jimmy Uso is it got the got the hoodie on and the bandana on, or when the solo Sokoa was running through all hoodied up, you don't know who he is. Like if 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 you were gonna go into war against Roman Reigns, you're definitely gonna need an army. And I think that's what Bobby Lashley's doing right now. Do you guys think Jimmy's back in the bloodline? Because he wasn't necessarily celebrating with them after, right? Unless I missed that, but he seemed to attack Jay, cost him title, and then he dipped. Yeah. Right? Or did I miss them kind of I, reuniting at the end? I I feel like I this is him just being pissed at Jay. I, yeah. I I think we're we are we are still we're not done handling tribal business. Mm. Like, we, there may be some more tribal combat to come, I would imagine. Man, so you said a lot, Cal, because there's I'm so many about ways it. that you can go <laughs> with this. Because in a big way, Bobby Lashley, I'm still gonna hold on to the Seth Rollins card. Just mm-hmm. because that's the other, yeah, he hasn't beaten him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you want to talk about a big way. If we go past WrestleMania 40 and Roman's still champion, uh, would that I think September takes Ooh. us to like one of Bruno's reigns or Hogan's reigns? I yeah, he's think somebody soon, yeah, yeah, 41. Y'all might be surprised to hear me say this, but if he could keep this momentum going, LA night, but notice. Next year, not right now. Um, wow! But then I'm like thinking, with this whole bloodline, there's a way. Like you said, Bobby Lashley's building an army. So due to Usos kind of fall in line because at the end of the day, they still family. They might not get along. Families fuss and fight, but eventually they come back together. And we all know the Usos said they want a WrestleMania match. Brett Owen, like, okay, we get yeah. along at Royal Rumble. 94, only to have the opening match, the greatest opening WrestleMania match. So I don't know. Like, this thing could go so many ways. I like that. But I like that Bobby Lashley in a big way. Well, I like like the idea of Jimmy and Jay, because they got beef right now. Mm -hmm. And and I'm I'm going to, if you you run the tape back, especially when the Usos fought Roman and Solo, Jay wanted to make sure that he got his in. He he had he he made. Right. I'm not saying Jimmy felt the way, but Ooh. if you go go back and look at Jimmy's face in some of those those vignettes and those moments when Jay was going in there to do some of the final stuff, Jimmy wasn't like, yeah. I mean, it, at at a certain point, Us, if you're going to be in the main event, how come I'm not in the main event? They're gonna they're gonna scrap it out. But I think the bigger picture is gonna be them chilling and I like the idea maybe they could do something at a rumble they they could do something this could be the beginning of the program that comes for them if they wanted to do a, a, a Uso versus Uso match at uh, at Mania that would be a dope way to uh, sow the seeds for, for, for a bigger picture later on do you think that's the reason he turned or is it he doesn't want Jay to become like Roman my, oh, is, my, or is it the jealousy thing? The jealousy thing makes the most sense, but I was trying my, to play out all these scenarios and what the possibilities are for his explanation. Shit. I like that. That would be a good shit. My, my head said jealousy. My, my mm. heart, Saturday night, my heart said, come on, ooh, sweet, we got to band together and get these tag titles and, and go on. But the more I thought about it, the more I, I was wondering if Jimmy may be coming from a everybody's in the spotlight but me type situation you got you got to recognize me as well. I cuz again, payback is next month. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, you know, that's a perfect time for them to air whatever business they got to air out at some point. But uh Maybe he don't trust I, him. Yeah. Maybe trust he, Jay? Yeah, maybe 
and from a twin instinct, not that I'm a twin, but <laughs> so like my for, clo- what you hear, yeah. But, <laughs> but my closest cousins are twins, right? And, mm, yeah. and I've always mm-hmm. said, in a sense, we're like the bloodline. I'm Roman. My cousin Christian is Jay, and my cousin Christopher's Jimmy. In mm. this same situation, Christopher knows what's best for Christian in all, like, growing up. It's always been that way. So I'm yeah. seeing, do Jimmy know what's best for Jay and preventing him because he know he probably can't handle the pressure of being the head of the table? Because it's easy to say the jealousy route, which makes sense. Right. But maybe right. it's just something bigger. Maybe, and this is the best part, like, it sucks that it, we got to wait till Friday, but it's also cool because, like, when else do we stay home on a Friday night than we have been for the bloodline? Uh, as um, right, you know, as uh, Stack Out Gray calls it, Master U's Theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know. That's right. So this is in so many that. different ways. It'll be it'll be interesting for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to Friday, and that explanation uh, is going to be uh, yes. it's going to be a high spot. Indeed. Uh, to plug our own our own segment here. <laughs> Next up, here in iSpot Headlines, Nia Jax is being considered for a WWE return. Does the women's division need some Nia Jax in the mix here? Mm, I'm always down for Nia Jax. She, she's not like most girls. Are they going to book her differently? Because let's, let's talk through that. What do you, what do you mean? Well, because they, they, there's been a way, and it was... And I, I remember it distinctly because Nia Jax, when she was on that monster heel run, I want to say that was around the same time that Braun Strowman was really like wrestling a lot of squash matches. And they always end a certain way, right? Like you, they, they, they put them over crazy. They're beating people on TV that you never heard of. They start beating the Alexa Blisses or the Austin Theories or whoever, the Mizzes, whatever. And then they get a title and it's kind of like, it's kind of like putting Kane in a ladder match. Like at a certain point, you know, they're, they're not going to have Kane climb the ladder to get the title. Like it, it doesn't make sense that that match is not designed for him to be the one climbing the ladder to be winning the title or, or, you know, other people for other reasons. They it's in the rumble. It's always going to take six or seven women to dump Nia Jax out. At a certain point, Nia Jax may be one half of the women's tag team champions and just and, and be the one who's like, all right, I'm going to go get the world title. Like, I, I, I'm I, not saying I don't want to see Nia Jax there because I really I did enjoy Nia Jax a lot of the time. She was she's very funny in in, in very unique ways. I think they, they don't realize how like how uh, effortlessly some of the humor can uh, can roll off of her. But I just fear that they're going to fall back into a. This is a monster heel, and they they really can only do so much with a monster heel, especially when that monster heel is champion. It sucks, but it's just yeah. They, and I mean, they would need to rethink. I, I think, I think they would need I'm to more interested in her return now, just because I think the women's division is could use a boost of energy mm-hmm. with her return. I mean, you know, they're kind of dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Obviously, with Sonya Deville tearing yeah. her ACL, Liv Morgan is still hurt. Um, so there's definitely a spot for her. You know, whether it is in that tag team division or just as you know her and EO uh right. could be interesting you know mm-hmm. over over there on smackdown uh, her and her and Rhea could be interesting mm-hmm. or you know yeah I, i'm assuming Rhea is going to keep these title uh, keep her title um against Raquel whenever they kind of do their thing but you know i, I could have given or taken a Nia Jax 
match in the past. Like they were, I think she had some some solid, you know, a, a couple solid runs there. Um, she's kind of lost steam, I think, you know, toward the end there. But now, I think they're the women's division as a whole could use some reconfiguring and, and kind of a refresh. And I think bringing her back could be could be part of that. Um, yeah. Brian, do you think she should be if she does come back? Is is she more of a SmackDown or a Raw? situation honestly mm. i was thinking i would like to see her nxt okay uh, you see okay. this movement you got dana brooke down there i was looking you know mustafa ali i wouldn't mind seeing her work with the crop of ladies down there uh wow. whether you throw her in that mentorship role or mm. just somebody just coming down there just to dominate just because she can i wouldn't mind seeing that um and like you said, even with her and Rhea, you know, that's a fresh matchup. Her and EO is a fresh matchup. But I think mm-hmm. if I had to elect, I would like to see her down in NXT just to kind of, you know, just to add another veteran woman's presence down there. Damn. I, I mean, that's a great call, too. I mean, at this point, you love to see all these people on NXT, right? Mm-hmm. It just legit feels like a third, sh- it's starting to feel more like a third show. As yeah. opposed to developmental, and uh, yeah, that's still going to be the purpose of it. But I mean, again, with Dom down there <laughs> doing mm-hmm. his thing, Mustafa Ali, like you said, Dana Brooke, uh, it's it's becoming a third show, and I kind of love that inclusion mm-hmm. um, because it makes it makes it so you can't miss it, yep, right? Man. And I think that's uh, that's a big part of you know what what this next phase of NXT is looking like. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. AEW Collision was, quote, destroyed ratings-wise versus SummerSlam on August 5th, 2023. So the ratings conversation is always interesting because at the end of the day, I don't know that it matters much. It's, it's really something that, you know, Tony Khan and, and, and you know, Triple H and kind of hang hang their hat on right, right. As, as something to beat the other like this is their championship these are their titles well and that's uh, also st- that's also stuff they actually have to worry about this is about interesting too. because AEW must have known that this was part of what was going to happen <laughs> when they go literally against you know these these PLEs that mm-hmm. WWE's put now especially you know the big ones and and they they stacked their card yeah. um on Saturday to try to combat that Brian should there be should AW keep booking in that way, like really trying to counter program WWE PLEs moving forward, or should they kind of punt on these things on on these you know on the schedule whenever they are kind of going up against kind of a monster there? I think they should punt. Um, I look at sometimes with there's a big game on like Monday Night Football. You may mm-hmm. see WWE kind of hold back some of the cards and sometimes they'll go at it. Just depending. That's right. They feel like they have a very compelling story. Yeah. Uh, I personally, I would rather see them at 605. Um, the WCW market me would love just the term 605. But I think six o'clock <laughs> is a good chance, good time for a wrestling show on a Saturday, especially considering if you do that slot, you get the world program back to six o'clock watching wrestling. But then also, when there is are these PLEs, it's kind of like you don't have to worry about because you can still have, you kind of lead into the show, right? Um, you don't yeah. have to worry about necessarily people missing out on some of your big moments, you know? Because let's just say they would have went with Ricky Starks winning the championship. 
that would have been a big moment missed by, yeah. you know, half of their audience. And if you do that on a Saturday, you can kind of also capture that social media momentum first and, yeah. and have people Indeed. talking about your shock factor and make people right. kind of have to come down before they go into the WWE PLE. And then mm-hmm. if it's like, say it's one, not like one of the big four, you may have people talking more about it. And you know that all these podcasters and post shows, now you don't capture that audience because you don't shock the world and people want to talk about shocks. So right. then yeah. you're forcing WWE to maybe rearrange their card a little bit. So I would do mm. it earlier, but I would make my permanent time slot earlier. Cal, when you saw this headline, uh, you know, the the word being destroyed ratings wise for AEW. If you're Tony Khan, is there any part of you that's a little concerned kind of moving forward here that this is just going to be a regular thing with WWE PLEs moving forward? Uh, I think there should be con- some concern there. I mean, I, I wouldn't be it, being destroyed by one of the WWE's big four, big five PLEs. It, it's not a shock if you're, I don't want to say any wrestling show, but like, you know, they're just starting to establish Saturdays for collision. I do like Brian H. Waters idea of an earlier show. I I think Mm -hmm. one of one of the best parts of Saturday pay-per-views was was those days where, oh, NXT is going to be on that day, but NXT is on at like two o'clock or something like that. So you you really get a full day of pro wrestling as opposed to uh trying because i sitting there and watching SummerSlam and then having my laptop opened up to watch hulu so i could make sure i'm watching the ricky stark cm punk match for whatever it ended up being it was not easy when and, and when ricky starks lost the only thing that kept me motivated was seeing him i was like why is he what is he doing with with ricky the dragon steamboat and then he took that belt and started beating that man that's the only reason i kept watching but it was hard to take my eyes off of SummerSlam just because that's it's SummerSlam. Big, uh, biggest party of the summer. It's not much <laughs> yeah. you can do. But I mean, I think this was, I mean, I know we've talked about on this podcast when, when they started talking about a Saturday show, these were the types of Saturdays that we were talking about where at some point they're going to end up being on the losing side because you, th- there's only so many eyeballs trying to watch SummerSlam, uh, Nate Diaz and Jake Paul oh, and yeah, yeah. Collision. <laughs> like, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot going on. And then you, you and that's just, that stuff you can't even factor in everything else that's going on in the world and and just remember it's not as easy to watch because it's on like network television so you know your dvr subscription may only allow you to watch it in home while it's happening live um Mm. you know where if it's like peacock you can guarantee you can watch it on the phone from anywhere so if it's like the other way around Mm. or if they was on there like on standalone app they may have had a little bit of better shot but i can promise you i did not see any phones with AEW on them, whether I was in the uh, press box briefly during the um, Shayna Ronda match and the Battle Royal, uh-huh. I didn't see anybody with their AEW on their computers. So mm. that's you know I remember that was a thing when people was at the AEW show they had on a WWE event uh, and right. people was getting on them about that. That wasn't happening, and like I said, mainly a lot of it's also accessibility. So if you're not home, you know it's not easy to watch. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll ha- they'll face less of a problem when they face not one of the big four right. pay-per-views, right? right. SummerSlam, you know, when they go against SummerSlam, Survivor Series, War Games or, you know, Rumble uh, and, and Mania, they might just have to kind of take that L on the, mm-hmm. but 
when they're going against these lesser PLEs, I think they have a shot, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's not shocking to see this, especially, you know, Cal, you pointed it out too. There was that Jake Paul, Nate Diaz fight, right? There's only so much combat sports yeah. one can take in a compressed amount of time, uh, no matter how much we all love it. So it was, um, you know, we, we all can't be Logan Paul figuring out how to get to both in person. You know what I mean? Just hopping on a jet. Jesus. So it's, uh, it makes sense that they, they kind of lost that. But I mean, to Brian's point, I think is excellent in that they should maybe shift the time on these, you know, four times a year, just move it. I, I don't think there's any shame in doing that. That's not, that's just kind of being smart. Well, Tur- smarter with your audience. Brian said, keep it at 605. Mm-hmm. He, he oh, said, he right, said right, if, right. if it's SummerSlam, if it's payback, whatever it is, it's 605 Live, which. Sorry, yeah, that's 605 Live. Which I, it, it could, but that, I mean, would they run into issues with like, uh, and because there's going to be some days where like NBA playoffs or NHL playoffs are happening. Oh, right. You, you yeah. straight up just can't even have a show on. That's right. I mean, they'll just move it to. Friday. What have they done in the past? They'll move it to TBS or they, they, they can just bump it, right? They would have, you, I, I feel like Rampage would move to Saturdays if there were things going on Fridays. They would have a, or they would have it on, a matter of fact, they would have it on at six o'clock because there'd be an eight o'clock thing or it would be on like Saturday night Rampage or whatever. But, right. Um, and just remember, yeah, it, as uncovered in the book of wrestling, the NBA playoff schedule destroyed WCW in the ratings. <laughs> That's right. <It's> facts. <laughs> it, it, it also destroyed WCW, period. period. <laughs> that apparently was the start of the downfall period. of WCW. We, people was... rather watch Rick Smith's. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> facts that are a, facts. Listen to that episode of Book of Wrestling, by the way. Great plug yeah. by, by Brian H. Waters. Now, right there. That was, now we about to get flooded with, where is it? When is it coming back? <laughs> I know. I know. We just, you opened up Pandora's box, Brian. Uh, so, but no, that, that was, that's a great point. It's, it'll be interesting once more sports is back. Cause right now we're obviously in a lull. There's no, you know, there's no football. There's no basketball. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it all affects, not just AEW, but WWE as well. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time now for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. But we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time, and that's respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Gregor, Dip. And for today's edition, of they said what? We're going with the Cheap Heat crew. Brian H., play the clip. I have no issue with what her moveset was and what her in-ring work looked like or whatever. It was everything else that sort of didn't complete the package for me. It started with that leather jacket. Then it was the, the walk down the ring with that strut thing that never made any sense. That was bizarre and awkward. Then it was the lack of in-ring compelling things that she said in the middle of the ring and the interviews. And she just had no real media training and never really seemed to want to make an effort to do it unless she just did. And, and it never happened. So for context, that was that was dip talking about Ronda Rousey. Um, and. 
I don't know, like so we're here now. It's it's potentially the end of Ronda's WWE run. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I usually have my disagreements with Dip's takes. <laughs> kind of don't disagree with this one. Right. <laughs> yeah, this which is, is I, which is weird. I think hearing him talk about it it feels like there was it, it was just that it was Ronda Rousey coming to WWE. Like there wasn't really a character formed. And even, I mean, even Logan Paul, he's still, he's not being him. I don't, he's not the same guy who's on the podcast. He, he has a certain type of persona for being in the WWE. Right. He's turned it up. He's turned it up to 11 of kind of being an asshole. Yeah. And I think if, I don't know if Ronda was trying to, like make certain things for signature or whatever, but what it, nothing was really connecting. And he didn't even talk about uh, those promos that she was cutting those, those, those long meandering. There was like a Ooh. lot of the words, it, like it felt like somebody was reading something off a piece of paper that they were intending to put in the book as opposed to being said in, in front of a live audience. It was it never connected. It never connected for me at all. So I can, and then, and then, there's the the eye makeup and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was, there's just a lot of things that were there that just felt like I like a mood board kind of. Brian, in person, did the MMA rules match that she had with Shayna at SummerSlam did it did it play worse in person than it did on TV? A thousand percent. And oh, I yeah. was hoping that y'all said it played better on TV. I haven't got a chance to watch that match yet. Um it's just, I think a lot of it too, maybe I was thinking maybe maybe we're missing on facial expressions or talking back and forth. Maybe there should have been a cage or something or a fight pit. Uh, mm. Yeah. One of the things I said too was that I think they should have built towards it as opposed to going right into it cold, like have a couple right. matches and letting that be the climax uh, overall. You know, I don't, I didn't hate Ronda Rousey's run. I mean, she's a Hall of Famer to me. I give her credit where credit is due. She came in and did what some other people of her stature probably wouldn't have done. And that is while she had that dominant run, she put some uh, women over. You know, you, you look at it. Yeah. You know, her losing to Charlotte at WrestleMania 38, I was shocked. Uh, and I remember, like, that was during the time Shoemaker was interviewing Cody Rhodes. And I'm sitting there recording and I'm like looking at the screen. And next thing you know, I missed the finish. And I come back like, wait, Ronda lost? Um, <laughs> then when she lost to like Liv Morgan a couple of times. So yeah. I, I give her credit where credit is due. I just wish that, you know, I can understand what Dip and the Cheap Heat gang is saying. There are some things that didn't connect. But I think we also hold it, her, her in high regards because she is the baddest woman on the planet. So we did expect more of a character um, from her. Right. I mean, did they did they explain the MMA rules match in person? Because on <laughs> on TV, you heard the ref explaining the rules to them, mm-hmm. right? Because the camera's right up close. But th- was there any explanation? Did they pop up a graphic um, on the screen there? A graphic. Um, I think that really that really probably hurt it too because yeah. it, it seemed to, to be that everyone was just confused mm-hmm. in terms right. of the crowd because obviously everyone knows, or I guess some most people know what an MMA rules match is when you kind of say it but if you don't explain it to people who are watching who are used to a wrestling match right uh that 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 can lead to a lot of confusion and i i still don't understand why 
they kind of went to this as the blow off yeah. for for this because the build I think to this feud was actually solid. Uh, like the promo package for it, just kind of encapsulating what happened was great. But then why didn't they just have a straight wrestling match? It would have been it, it would have been much better if it well, was just a straight wrestling match. The I mean, if you if you listen to the dirt sheets, the the the, the talk was that um, Ronda was the, the, this happened. Not that like. They're thinking that is that Ronda's going to be done with her time in WWE right. soon for whatever reason. I think the question is why, and there's not been any concrete answers on that at all. But if the whole point was to get to a Shayna Baszler match and probably get to an MMA rule Shayna Baszler match, if they didn't have the time that they could take to really give it the proper build, they probably just said screw it let's just have let's just have the blow off at SummerSlam figure it out but I I I don't the why is the confusing part because it could I think to Brian's point it could have been a much bigger deal you know thinking about some of the other matches that have had happened in the past with MMA rules like types get, get them in what was the structure that uh the line the fight uh, pit Oh, the, the lines, lines then the, the, the Ken yeah. Shamrock Owen Hart yeah. match, like you mm-hmm. know, it, it, if you had had some type of structure like that, so it didn't look like they were doing MMA in a wrestling ring. You really gave it that proper, you know, respect and proper, you know, place. MMA in a wrestling ring does not look good, right? Just aesthetically, I, it looks tweet, awful. I tweeted, they, it looks like they're wrestling for each other, like because it, it's not right. like they weren't doing bad stuff in there, but it looked like. That we're we're going to put on the match that we're going to put on, whether it's a send off for Ronda or it's just because we want to do this on the big stage or what. It felt like the two of them were really really in the right. ring doing the damn thing for themselves. Just say boom, right? Got that shit. And we've been waiting for them to clash. It could have been a regular match, and people would have been satisfied because we had been waiting absolutely for this for the right. longest time, right. and we could have got the same ending. Mm-hmm. Ronda passing out. It's so that was that was just confusing. Co- going back to the Ronda run as a whole, mm. I think my biggest thing with her was so I remember her first match was it was that tag match right she had with it was Angle yeah. and her I guess Triple H and Stephanie mm-hmm. right at, at Mania that was match one yeah Mania and I remember losing yeah I remember losing my mind just watching it, it, was, it she looked great yeah. I think my biggest thing with her is just the lack of evolution of her, like the skill set, both in the ring and on the mic, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what I think we all want from from performers or f- from you know all these professional wrestlers. It's just you know we understand you're not going to pick them up as quickly as like a Logan Paul. That's that's totally fine. But can you get better over the years? And can you evolve? Can you become? something different than who you are. And uh, I mean, you guys brought this up, which is a great point. It's just, it's always been Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she's, she's a big enough athlete and a big enough star. But again, her, 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 her in-ring moveset was just kind of always the same. Nothing really changed. Um, her mic work she just always seemed like she was talking too fast. Yeah. Right. And, and I get that. I, you know, when you're nervous in front of a crowd, I think we all tend to do that to some extent, like just as humans and, and just trying to figure out what to say, mm-hmm. but she never seemed again, 
and maybe that's just not her strong suit. That's totally fine. Right. But again, it just always seemed like she was in a rush. And, and WWE never really put her in a position to have, you know, a mouthpiece, someone to talk for her on occasion, right. like they did with, you know, Brock, right? Exactly. <laughs> Who, uh-huh. where he, he was able to kind of, you know, when Brock gets on the mic now, there's a little bit more of a comfort level with him. And, and maybe that's just, he's been in the game much longer than Ronda, which is, which is totally fine. But um, I think that was the most disappointing thing for me during her run was just the lack of an evolution of her as a, a both as a performer and her character. Um, she had moments. She definitely had some high moments, which oh, yeah. you know, I think were great. And, you know, to Brian's point, put, she put a lot of people over, uh, which is you know part of the business and, and what you need to do as well. Indeed. She was also was, was protected in a lot of those, though, too. Well, right. When when she put them over, a lot of protection on on Rhonda. Well, that was the, I, I think going back to that, especially the point of uh, Ronda losing to Charlotte, like I always assumed that was one of the things that Ronda was there to do. Right. Like Ronda, because she got her rise in the UFC and Triple H and staff were fans. They would show mm-hmm. up at the event. They were rocking the gear. I feel like they were rocking the gear at WWE events. Like and yeah, yeah, that that kind of coupled into crushing the divas division and turn, doing the women's revolution like there was there was a, there was a progression with a lot of this and at the beginning ronda rousey was a part of it and i, I and when she became a wrestler i said yeah they're going to use her i'm using the right word but they're, they're, she's going to be one of their stars and then she's going to go to yeah. wrestlemania build yeah. that audience to come see it who may not always watch wrestlemania but then she's probably going to end up losing to some of these women that they're building for the revolution so i i th- she did a great job at hell but you know that mm. it was Liv morgan that beat her for that title you know and it it, it was oh it was dope to see those moments but i think like ben said it, 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 i think there was a certain rhythm that Rhonda never really got into. And part of it could be because she, she would be in and then she would be out. And when she was in, it was never like something that felt really formed for her. It was kind of just, she was there getting thrown into situations or thrown at people. So it's, it's, it's a, I don't want to call it an experiment. I'd love to see, you know, with a proper packaging, proper program for Rhonda, what could happen. Um, But if, if it's going to be more stuff like, you know, she's in for, nine months she's in for 10 months and then out again it's going to be tough to really build that rhythm right well as we kind of move out of the ronda rousey discussion brian i know we've got we've got a take from the wednesday worldwide hotline so hollywood let us know who called in and play that clip all right this one is coming from seth and here we go hey guys this is seth uh i kind of got i feel like it's a hot take I don't think we're going to have a change in any champions until all the records are broken. I think part of Triple H taking over as head of creative, he wants new age records. Those records have stood for a long time, rightfully so, but I think it's time for a new era of record holders. And I think Triple H thinks the same thing. So I'm not holding my breath for Gunther or for Roman Reigns to lose their championships until they're number one. I'd love to know what y'all think. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, Seth. That's interesting. I mean, the Gunther one's going to be broken, right? Or he's going to break that, right? Yeah. That's, that's 
coming in, I think, yeah. less than a month at this point. He's, uh, he's so very close. That's going to be that's going to be smashed. Do we? I I like what Seth is saying, and I think it makes sense to mm-hmm. you know for Triple H to really put his his stamp on this you know this kind of newer era. Uh, do you th- is is Roman really going to beat Bruno's record? Is that where we're heading? I mean. Then in 2023 ready, or 2024. <laughs> yeah, that's well, right. He actually he did say that technically. But it's it's one of those things where you at some point you kind of have to like uh, you if if we're going to be um recognizing the new icons and the new stars in the industry sometimes they have to go and and defeat some of these long standing rings. I'm fine with it, but mm-hmm. I also grew up with, you know, year long storylines with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Like, you know, it, I'm I'm fine with, you know, being patient with this type of stuff. But yeah, especially the it's just like the Undertaker or any type of streak, you know. I don't want to say streaks are made to be broken, but at a certain point, you know, do we need to see somebody hold this seven-year record reign from, you know, decades before people who are watching now even understand what they were doing. Like, you know, they it, it, it kind of, if you're writing the, the story, why not? You can, it, it just, it has to happen. I, I can't get too upset about it. I don't know. I'd have to look and see which reign because I feel like there's a couple. How, what, what's the situation with Roman? How much further does he have to go? To get to the, Tippy top record yes. to, to beat Bruno's top one. I mean, he's got to go like a couple more years, doesn't he? Because <laughs> Bruno, that, it's like thousands of days for it's for, thousands. Yeah, yeah. One one of Bruno. So I don't know. I don't know how he's Roman's already broken a thousand. Uh-huh. If the fans were cooler with the bloodline storyline and the the WWE title being affixed. I could see this happening longer, but uh, at a certain point, I think uh, I don't think Roman's going to be able to do a four thousand day thing. I would like to see it happen. I don't know if I don't know if creative is down to to ride out another three thousand plus days of him <laughs> as champion with, right. with with how the because it on every time I see the the comments the day after SummerSlam. Oh, this is boring. Roman it's boring. Sucks, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Like I, I hear a lot. People were ready for someone else to be that new champion, and th- we got to figure it out if they're going to do that. But I don't know if they're ready to. But wait that long. Those aren't the ones that I always say. Like the people who do this on the mm-hmm. keyboards, they are not the ones that's like buying the tickets, right? And that's true. You, you yeah. look at Roman Reigns. The one thing he's been able to do. When he was a babyface, as much as the IWC hated him, the kids mm-hmm. loved him. Now mm-hmm. he's broken their hearts, but those same kids are going to grow up and become Roman Reigns fans again. Um, you know the, the record uh, for Bruno's um, longest reign is twenty eight oh three. I don't see Roman going that long. Fourteen seventy four is Hogan. That takes us to September 2024. I could see him getting that, and then you can do the whole modern era. You know, and also right. gives you a chance to kind of push Hogan to the back of history. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so wait, how, how far is he off of that? Is he off the Hogan record? A year, or a how year close is month. he? 
Oh, this really? Time, yeah. This time next year. But that means you got to go through... You got to go through 40. Right. So Survivor Series, Rumble, WrestleMania 40, another SummerSlam. Which, yeah. And I think, like, somebody asked in the press conference, Paul Heyman, what inning are we in? And he said bottom of the third. And bottom of the third. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... They're, they're, they're going by the old baseball timing. I love it. There's I no pitch it. clock. Exactly. <laughs> with the bloodline. And that's what makes this great. Like, I know I'm a Roman Reigns fan and I know I'm a Bloodline fan, but this story has been fun. It's that story that's making you tell people. Like, my sister texted me during the show. Said, oh, I think it was either the day of, like, either after the show or the next day. And she said, how was it? I said, it was good. She's like, who won? <laughs> Roman. Do you want to know how? No. I'm going to wait <laughs> till I watch it with you so I can see how it played out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, she does not like Roman at all. Now, she don't watch it every week, but it's taking her back to when she didn't like Ric Flair or didn't like Vince McMahon and the corporation. You know, but as a heel, and I guess I always look at it from a sports part, right? Mm-hmm. As much as I could not stand Tom Brady, somebody had to eventually take him down. You know what I mean? Right. So if I'm looking at it from a competitive standpoint, I don't like looking at it as okay, who's going to be booked to win? No, who's going to be big and bad enough to take it from him, like he said? And that's the way I want to see it. And y'all know, last year around this time, actually last year around WrestleMania time, I was thinking Braun Breaker would propel himself to <laughs> this year. How about that? Woo, I was wrong about that. But, you know, like Roman Reigns and, and Paul Heyman, you know, we've been eating good. You know, I mentioned I had a steak lunch yesterday. <laughs> be eating steak lunches because of Roman Reigns. Like, wrestling has been in a uh, significant... Every time you look at it, whether it's the ratings, the t-shirts, uh, the uh, advertisement, the social media clips, what is it, over 30 million times that Jimmy super kick? When did we ever think the yeah. Usos was going to be bringing in this much um, right. social media clip-worthy? That's fine. So, I think, like, I agree with Seth. I think, you know, they got the tag titles. You know, as far as that reign, that's under Triple H's, you know, umbrella. Uh, umbrella the U.S. Yeah. title is, you know, I mean, it's modern for the most part. So I think, you know, the Intercontinental title, that will be taken care of. The women's title, I think, may be sort of under his tutelage. Maybe not him being at the head of creative, but at least, like, where was it? I think it was Nikki Bella who has it. And that's mm-hmm. under while Triple H is in the, at least in the war room. So I think, mm. I could honestly see people being upset at WrestleMania 40 if it's Roman Cody, even though I keep having this thought of every time WrestleMania is at like that uh, anniversary divisible of 10, it's always sort of like that wrestler who's that um, that person that you you want to see finally reach the pinnacle. Bright Hart, mm, right. he who shall not be named, um, and then Daniel Bryan. So it would make sense right. for Cody to get it at 40, even though I hope he Woof. does it just yet. Woof. I wow. I'm I'm just gonna say this. I was I was kind of looking at the only other person I can really compare this run to right now is Floyd Mayweather. Mm. The guy who held titles for a while and the draw was I want to watch and see him lose. If the he's title. gonna lose. Yeah. Yeah. His WBC welterweight. He had two reigns with that title. His first one, he won it November 4th, 
2006, held it until June 6, 2008. So almost two years. He announced his first retirement. And then three years later, he won it September 17th, 2011 to November 2nd, 2015. So almost for like six years, he held on to that title. Mm-hmm. You that, That's kind of how you got, we're three years in with Roman right now. You all ready for another three? That's the question. And it's not the fan, because the fans are already ready for him to be done with it now. The question is, is creative ready for Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns to say, you know what? We're not, we're holding on to these for the, until the next pay-per-view at least. Like, is that the conversation? They just meet before, like a week or two before the pay-per-view. Like, all right, is, does Roman want to give the title? No. All right. All right. We'll, we'll figure it out and come back. Here's to you. another like, thing. I, Do Fox want Roman to give up the titles? That's the, the TV rights yeah, are coming up soon. That's a right? good point. Yeah. I and mean, that's a great point is the influence of the networks. Ooh, right? He's that and, guy. And, and, and also Vince, right? Like that's the other part of this where, <laughs> you know, this is obviously the Triple H era and, and we're actually, which we'll talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. but the, the Vince influence right now when, you know, they're trying to, they're going to sell the company uh, or they're going to be part of this new, you know, alliance with, uh, with Endeavor and, mm-hmm. and UFC yep. and you need a face. Um, Roman is the face of the company right now, right? right. He's, he's in every main event. He's on every poster. He's there's a reason, right? And it's it's one of those things where the longer this reign goes, as in the moment immediately after of people being pissed off about it, it just builds to the moment that he loses it is going to be even better. Yeah, yeah. right. Because gotta wait for it. Yeah, it's it's you know team let it play out. Right, let as it Kaz play, likes to say. Let it pay, play out and watch as he builds the dynasty because the, 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 the damn 20-part docuseries on the bloodline from beginning to end, that's going to be the last dance for these people. That's the, right. The kids right now who are, who are glued to TV every Friday at the very least to watch what's going on with the bloodline, those conversations are back in my day when this whole thing is able to be shown on whatever <laughs> streaming services beamed to us at that point. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Well, look, we're in the bottom of the third inning here, uh, and we've been in the, we've been in the third inning since uh, since April, apparently. So, with that, we need to the three of us need to take a quick water break because Indeed. my God, these innings are lasting months at a time. I mean, we'll be ben, right back. Come on, you a Barry Bonds <laughs> fan, right? You know, nah. sometimes Barry would hit. What is that supposed to mean? He would hit okay. two home runs <laughs> in the one inning. That's true. That That's true. You're right. All right. On that, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna accuse me of being a a, a cheater. Oh no, I love Barry. <laughs> or it t- takes shots at my guy Barry. Uh, on that, we're we're gonna take this baseball break right here. We'll be right back after this break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP 
and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we are back. It's uh, it's now officially been a year since Triple H took over as the head of creative. He's you know, the chief content officer, and and now we have enough of a, of a sample size. I feel like to grade it all out. So so guys, let, let, let's do this. Let's hand out some grades for how Trips ha- has done in the last three hundred sixty five days or. Or so it's been, probably been a little bit longer than that now. Yeah, uh, we're using true. we're using basically last SummerSlam to this SummerSlam as kind of the period of which we are we're looking at, and and we'll talk through some of the highlights and, and lowlights of his tenure so far. So, Cal, I'll start with you. Where do you stand on the job Triple H has done so far? Damn. Ah. Uh. And grade it out. Throw a grade after after your thoughts. Well, all right. So he inherited like like the the, the thing is is they were already two years into the to the Roman Reigns story. So you know it's, mm-hmm. it's and and it's kind of indicative of of oh, I don't want to I don't want to throw I don't want to sound like I'm throwing shots, but like when Triple H became a main event star, he was that he was riding a wave. You know that was that was given to him by you know the Rock and, and Stone Cold. Like he inherited, sure. he inherited yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff when he when he rose to the top of the mountain. But I will say, I th- if you look at the resume, it it's hard to give this man like you know a a, a bad grade. It, I'm, multiple pay per views overseas with the promise of more going over like a, a lot of that is on him um yeah. the integration of nxt and the main roster the, the the back and forth i think it's been uh better than any time he ever envisioned it in the past um i think smackdown storyline wise i don't know if you want to give this to triple h or not but it is under his reign uh the he he has some of the best parts of the of the bloodline story if you, there's two trials if i'm not mistaken when was sammy zane's <laughs> trial you know the, the, yeah the, the, we've had two trials we've had numerous amazing main events including last year's SummerSlam. it felt like there were some things that got paid off because if you even want to talk about the SummerSlam, the SummerSlam, we didn't know anything about eo dakota and bailey being a squad Next year out, EO's got a title and the whole squad's there. 
flying spirit or not. Um, <laughs> Despite Dakota yeah, having the, a flying spirit. Hey, hey, no, nah, that's some trooper stuff. I <laughs> salute Dakota for hopping on to a spirit with, uh, you know, hours before the show. Or uh, They said she got there during uh, Gunther Drew anyway. Right. I, I feel- but, uh, can I just say also, I love you guys. I don't know if I'd fly spirit for you guys. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I uh, I might have to catch a bus and I may or may not make it. Like, you'll, <laughs> you'll have to... Uh, Spirit's rough. It's, oh. it's rough, dude. Shouts out to anybody who survived spirit and, and can... can lit- no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to throw shots at them either. Um, but I, I do think there have been... A, going to WrestleMania and seeing the way people pop for some of them storylines, especially... Especially... Sami Zayn of it all. I feel like I have to go. I'm gonna go B plus. I'm gonna go B plus okay. only because I don't want to go too high because I I do think that there is still room for improvement. I think one of the one of the biggest knocks has kind of been how the women's division gets treated a lot of right. the time. Um, I, I understand things being cut for time, but when you look at SummerSlam, there were two women's matches that could have been on that card, uh, Becky and Trish. And I don't, is, is Raquel, that's a kayfabe knee injury? I hope. Yeah. I mean, the way that, I, like that guy that Adam Pierce was talking to didn't, didn't look, look like, like a real doctor. <laughs> so, like, like, <laughs> you re- know, he, Rhea and Raquel feels like something that could have happened at SummerSlam if they wanted it to as well. So I, I think there are still some things that they're working out. But all of this plus rolling into Endeavor and having to be the guy, you know, captaining the ship. Yeah, I feel like he's doing a very great job of it. I'm, I'm going to go strong B+. plus. Could be an A- minus if you had a little bit more extra credit, you know, bef- before a grades were in Triple H. Right. right, right. Uh, Brian, where are you at? Where do you grade out with Triple H's first year? I'm gonna give him an A minus. Okay, give him an A minus. I like the patience. I, I think about the Judgment Day. Right, that's a group mm. that I think in the previous regime would have been canceled by last year's Extreme Rules. Right, about mm-hmm. right, you know we're over this, but for him and them to find a way to to stay patient with it and see them now running raw. I like that. To see the evolution of Dominic Mysterio, somebody who I thought was bland when he first came up. I was like, okay, this is cute. Can we move forward now? We got to see him wrestle with his dad, whatever, whatever. He's good, right. but whatever. Now to see him become like one of the top heels, you know, that right there, you know, gets points. Uh, to see more women's matches, sure, the storylines could be a little bit better, but, you know, um, one of the things that really makes it an A minus for me is to see the cross branding with NXT. You know, yeah. Um, one of the questions, like I would want to know from Triple H, is how often do him and Sean communicate with right. the talent, mm-hmm. uh, with each other about the talent? Because there's a point in time where you would see somebody coming from NXT and get a whole new identity when they hit the main roster. You don't see right. that too much now. You know, um, not going against the grain. Even with, like, I know a lot of people went to L.A. Knight to win the money in the bank, but him winning the Slim Jim Battle Royal and getting to be in a Slim Jim commercial, that elevates <laughs> him to another level. And yeah. so that's the reason why, like, I give him A-minus. I mean, the Bloodline story, by all means, we all know. Oh, and I'll say this. The last thing is treating Trish Stratus the same way that guys like Edge and guys like... Even Ric Flair back in the ruthless aggression era. You're not seeing uh-huh. the women just come in and just like, okay, happy to be here. No, like 
making her a part of the roster and for her to actually get to do really cool stuff, that's what makes me give Triple H a minus on this first one. Nice. Yeah, I mean, all great points by both of you guys. I think I'm at, I'm at a B plus for him too. And, you know, I, I he, he, there's in no way has it been perfect, but mm-hmm. he's also had to kind of, uh, he had to, you know, he obviously inherited something that wasn't perfect as well. Right. And he had to fix a lot of things right. uh, along the way. And now, you know, there's obviously all the reports coming out that, you know, Vince has to sign off on a lot of the creative decisions now, mm-hmm. uh, or at least, you know, kind of leading up to, you know, his, his latest absence with, you know, the spinal surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it's just been a net positive in terms of the storylines that he's developed with a lot of newer faces, right? And specifically a lot of these NXT uh, guys and girls, which they just feel more important on the main roster, right? Like Facts. someone like someone like Ricochet, who mm-hmm. probably over the last couple of years has been, you know, un- under the previous regime of creative, was really really mishandled, right? They, they just didn't know how to use him properly, right? And this dude was in the opening match of SummerSlam <laughs> over exactly. the weekend. Exactly. You know what I mean? And he's. You know, even, you know, obviously Rich has had a couple of mid-card title runs here and there, but he's never felt as big as he is now. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel that's, he's just one example of, of Triple H raising kind of the, almost like the upper middle. Yes. uh, Which is what, you know, when you look kind of back at the, at the Attitude Era or any of like the, the, you know, the golden eras of, of WWE, it was always like, there was always obviously the tippy top of, of the card and, you know, the, the mega stars. But what made that, you know, what kind of made that more interesting also was watching the, the mid to upper, upper tier levels um, matter. <laughs> and I think he's doing that now to, to a level that just wasn't being done before, right? Like, you know, the U.S. title is right now something that they have to fix. And, you know, I think they're working on But again, the Intercontinental title has never felt or has, hasn't felt this important in, in a while. Since right. like Seth Rollins' runs uh, a couple of years ago, right? We're like, oh, that, that's an important title. I mean, Gunther's literally about to beat or become the longest reigning IC champ. Um, and he, he, he just trips did not miss with Gunther. Right, he, he is he's crushing it right now with Gunther, and Gunther's you know he's going to be in the in the main event at some point, mm-hmm. but the way that they're building him for preparation of that is like they're setting him up for success, right? And, and they, just, they just haven't done that or been able to do that. Mad at the name change, that's yeah. right. We don't even talk yeah. about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we think about uh, it? just ready to see him slap somebody on the chest. Just oh, those those chops look. <laughs> so what Cody said in the doc. What do you say? That Gunther, when he slapped him right where he had, you know. Oh, the peck? Yeah. The torn peck. Talk about it. That sounds, yeah, that, sounds that. that sounds horrifying. By no, the way. It sounds terrifying. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I also enjoyed the, just the, again, the year-long payoff of damage control. Because, yes. I mean, uh you know, you you talk about Judgment Day earlier, where it was like, oh, that group would have been broken up in previous regime. Damage control would have been done way earlier than that too, and they they played it out. They yeah. played out the long game with them, and now they're as strong as ever, right? Like that debut 
is still again we I, we talked about this last week where that, that's my one of my favorite memories just again because we were there in person and mm. it just felt different mm-hmm. like when when Bailey Dakota and EO came together uh but to have that payoff that moment of EO running to cash in that was the one moment during this past SummerSlam over the weekend where I yelled at the TV <laughs> you know what I mean because you just kind of felt that that culmination of the story just just come together so right. uh you know B plus uh, solid B plus for year one under Triple H, but he's uh, the, the you know, and we'll see what kind of happens after this, you know, the unification of <laughs> uh, of Endeavor and and UFC and WWE all come together and is finalized. But right. for now, man, he's I think he's done a really really excellent job because it, the the product before him was it was okay, it was fine. Uh, but now we're just in a, in a place where I think it's it's in a healthy, healthy place. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and just wrestling in general is just in in as good of a place as it's ever been. So uh, so we'll, that's that's a pretty good, pretty three good grades for Triple H. You got a B plus, yeah. B plus and A minus. Nobody, right? nobody was too far off the market at all. There, there weren't no, any we don't have to, or anything. Uh, yeah, we don't have to grade on a curve. You know? <laughs> okay. is, uh, <laughs> is, is that a, is that, do we have a WWE bias or are we just being real? Uh, I mean, if you read any sort of, uh, I'm sure that some some of the people are going to come on here and say uh, we're being biased. But ne- next time, just we'll, we'll, watch the product. Watch the product over the last year. Uh-huh. I will. That's. I think that's the thing. I think even I. Think, I wasn't even thinking about like the elevation of the mid card. I mean, because hell, before Austin Theory was Bobby Lashley. Like Bobby and Gunther had a great run with their solo yep. titles uh, last year. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been there's been a lot more over the last year that I've been invested in outside of just like the main title scene in WWE. And I think a lot of that is credit to the stuff Triple H started doing once he got The Rock. He started longer TV matches, putting these people on TV more often, and and, and you get to see the, the, the results. The results are right there. Yep. Right. It, it felt a little less formulaic with, with these shows, right? Um, you know, they didn't have to cut these long promos at the beginning of the show just to set up a six. Oh, ironically, that just literally happened <laughs> on Raw. Uh, that set up a six man, but it, th- that hasn't been done as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that formula of, oh, this is how we're going to structure the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just feels a little bit more fluid um, with, with Triple H at the helm here. All right. All right. Before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT. And tonight's upcoming Dynamites, we'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about one more in depth. Uh, Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? My biggest NXT takeaway, I see in Dragon League at a main event match, even if it's against Dirty Dom Mysterio, just <laughs> just so Dirty Dom can then win and say he's the best luchador and the greatest NXT North American champion ever. Like he's healed to the core. Is he wrong though? Is he wrong? <laughs> it, I, I, I would say he, he, I would not call him the best luchador, but uh, Dirty Dom, don't fight me. <laughs> he's just opinions. He's on his way. He's on, <laughs> he's on his way. Brian, what do you have? Trick Willie, baby. Uh, yes. I love watching Trick Williams just evolve, showing he's not a sidekick. Uh, I would like to see him and Carmelo Hayes stay away from each other and only be like allies. Like brothers don't always have to fight. So uh, I like this. Trick Ilya is going to be nice, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, uh, yes. That's, that's going to be fantastic. And again, Trick over the last couple weeks the evol- his evolution has been freaking awesome to watch right like right. he's obviously he's just money uh on as on camera and on mic 
Uh, and he, he's starting to get better in the ring too, which is uh, which which is great. You just love to kind of see that evolution. So Indeed. he's going to be man I, once he makes the jump to the uh, the main roster too. I think him, him and Mello are going to be freaking stars up there. I think that's oh, yeah. that's undisputed uh, at this point. Anyway, anyone who thinks opposite is uh, <laughs> is just not being real. You know, it's not being real. Uh, looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite. What's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Brian, what do you got? Oh, man. When I think about tonight's AEW, I'm actually looking forward to Jack Perry and Rob <laughs> Van Dam. I like this new Jack Perry. And everybody knows I did not like Jungle Boy. Uh, right. I didn't really understand why people loved him so much, but they did. So I understood why he did what he did. But this whole new character, this new development, I am 100% all in. And I'm ready to see him take on RVD. Let's go. Let's go. I like, I like the uh, the energy and the passion there okay, for, for, for Jack Perry. Now, Cal, what do you have? I, I mean, seeing Lucha Bros do anything on this show, but Lucha Bros and, and Blackpool Combat Club got a match. I'm, I'm, I'm front row, ready. Let's go. Should be a banger. Uh, I've got the... Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society mandatory meeting. That just that's just hilarious to see on a rundown of like what's going to happen tonight. You know, it's usually, you know, MJ or there's on the card also is MJF and Adam Cole are, right. are gonna talk tonight. Or they're gonna be on a mandatory a meeting. Mandatory meeting is all sorts of hilarious. Uh-huh. Do you think he re- he references his uh, debut in WWE? Oh yeah. A thousand percent. It, this this is like it's a mandatory meeting, but it's like a, a recognition of uh, his tenure on like mainstream main right. wrestling TV. He he might just bust out a list. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like a lot of callbacks <laughs> to some previous Jericho character iterations. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be it should be a good show be uh, good. tonight on Dynamite, guys. That is how you do. Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings as we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Mass Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide, Smack Dab in the Middle, and of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. I'm at Cal on Twitter. I think it's just Twitter until... Shout out to Black Twitter, y'all. y'all black Twitter never dies. Um, <laughs> at Cal Dub on Instagram and threads, um, but it's not about all that. Brian H. Waters, where are you at? And where's Ringer Wrestling at? <laughs> um... I'm at Brian H. Waters on all social media platforms. Uh, that includes Twitter, Instagram, Threads. But Ring of Wrestling is right there as well, especially on TikTok. Uh, it's an exclusive video from SummerSlam that I did. Nice. That's right there. So make sure y'all check that out. Check out uh, Ring of Wrestling on Threads and on Instagram as well. Check out the reels as we post the clips there. And There we go all other social media platforms. There we go. You can find me at Cruise Control. It's Control with a K. Twitter, Threads, Instagram, uh, but at Ringer Wrestling uh, on Threads and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. It's uh, and I'll forever. I'll keep calling it Twitter that, until uh, yeah. <laughs> until Elon bans me from <laughs> from the platform. Um, thank you very much to our own Brian H. Waters for producing this episode. 
making us sound better than we actually should be. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps Chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.